Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. Hey, I want to start off today with this, and I really felt like the Lord said this is how I want you to kick this off, is I just want you to just quiet your spirit. I just want, if you need to close your eyes to do that, that's fine. Center yourself on Jesus, on the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And I want to read the Lord's Prayer over you today before we launch into our final message on on prayer today and what it is to be persistent. I just think it's a good place to set this up and uh, it will kind of help guide us what it is to take a simplistic approach on what it is to talk to your Heavenly Father who's really, really good and who really, really wants to speak to you. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Some of you are hearing, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Speak to our hearts today. Open our eyes, open our ears. We want to see what you see, hear what you hear, and be moved by what moves you. We love you, and we trust you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Persistent prayer. We, we talked about what it was, and Pastor Scott set this up so sweetly, what it is to be confident in who you know. That when you approach God in prayer, that he's not just going, oh man, well, Scott's chiming in today. No, he's like, oh, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. I want to hear everything that's on your heart today. So being confident as we approach him, knowing that he's a good God and that he desires to hear everything that's on your heart, Right? I mean, even sometimes I think we don't persist in prayer because we don't think he's really that good. And we're like, well, I don't even know if it matters that much. And he's like, man, it all matters to me. Your heart, it matters to me. I want to hear those confident prayers as your heavenly father and as my son and as my daughter. We talked about what it is to be desperate. Anybody ever been desperate in prayer? Flat on your face, cold tile, snot and tears, Amen. It's a good place to be desperate. Lord, if you don't show up, Lord, if you don't speak, Lord, I don't see a way out, but I know that you're good, so I'm going to desperately cry out to my heavenly Father who is good and loving and caring and who, again, desires to hear me. And today, we're going to look at it, what it is to be persistent, because if you're confident in who you know and who you are, as a son and a daughter of the living God. And, and if you can, with desperation, not care if it looks a little ugly sometimes, right? Anybody ever ugly cry? Yeah, Karis came over. He's like, Dad, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm sobbing prior to church starting. That's a good place to be, amen? But God, what it is to be persistent. We have a family motto, and we were, Karis and I were talking yesterday. I'm like, good thing cottons don't quit. That's the one thing that we don't do. Might not be perfect in our approach, but we just won't give up, amen? There's no tapping out to be had. We'll let you break an arm before we quit, amen? But I think that's what God desires. Will you keep coming? 
Will you contend for the very thing I've placed in your heart that you know, that you know, that you know, but it might not be now, but it might be later. Are you willing to press in to my heart? Are you willing to nag me like a fifth grader if you need to, to hear my response to your prayer? So we're going to look at Luke 18. If you want to turn there with me, we're going to read verses one through eight. And persistence is defined as this. It is a quality to be able to continue to uh, stop doing something or to try to do something that even though it's difficult or opposed by other people, you know that it's going to happen, right? Now, look, I'm not talking about like selfishly, like, Lord, I want a Maserati. I want a Maserati. I want a... That's not what I'm saying. Although he could give you a Maserati. He's cool like that, right? I'm just saying, God, this thing, I'm going to pursue your heart until I hear clearly from you. I, I think I know what you've placed in here and I'm not quitting. I'm coming. Because you're a good, good dad, and I trust you. Luke 18. Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. He said there was one to judge in some city who never never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. "My, My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this, he went off and he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I better do something and see she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up being beaten black and blue by her pounding. Then the master said, do you hear what the judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you, he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the son of man find on earth when he returns? It's a great story. Anybody that has a kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or maybe you don't have a kid and you're a youth leader and you're like, is it food time yet? Is it food time yet? Is it food time yet? Is it game time yet? Can we play a game? Can we play a game? Right? Or maybe wife, that's you with your husband because he didn't hear the thing that you asked him to do a hundred times and you're just reminding him, by the way, cover the pipes, cover the pipes, cover the pipes, right? But that's the kind of persistence that it requires in prayer. Again, confidently knowing who he is, desperate, willing to just throw it all out, even if it looks a little messy, and consistently and persistently saying, God, I heard your heart. I'm going to pray into that. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you in that. What a powerful gift prayer is. It's so simple, but yet sometimes we make it uber complicated. Your heavenly father, I want you to hear this today, HCF, desires to hear your voice. You are not bugging him with your persistent prayer. You're not making him go, oh man, here it comes again. Here she comes again. I'm so tired of hearing you. No, he's like, man, okay, again, good. Tell me your heart. Tell me what's in there. Yep, pray, press in. Don't quit, don't stop. Did you know that the enemy of your soul would love for you to pray less? The devil hates it when you talk to God. He hates it when you talk to God and God responds and your faith is built because then you're like, yeah, I can stand here and I can press in. My father said X, Y, Z. 
I don't care what you're nagging in the corner of my recesses of my mind. You get to be quiet in Jesus' name. And Father, what do you say? Don't give the enemy the time. Don't give him the satisfaction, right? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction because you love it when I don't talk to my father. I'm going to talk to my father. And I know sometimes life situations model it out where maybe you didn't have that easy access to your father, to your mother. So your parents, maybe, maybe they weren't. Maybe there were other examples that weren't so great that even when you would persistently nag, it would be like, shut up, I'm done talking to you. So our brains get wired in weird ways. So then we just automatically assume this heavenly father doesn't want to hear our voice. But can I tell you, he does. Sometimes when we're driving in the car, I talk a lot. Just saying. I hear that amen, Kennedy. And sometimes we were joking the other day, and I think it's like this with the father. I'm glad he doesn't get like this. Sometimes I'd be like, I'll, be, I'll look to Leslie, and she's kind of deaf in her left ear, and I'm kind of deaf in my right, bad driving combo. But I'll be talking, I'll be sharing my heart, I'll be expressing this, and uh, this is what I think God is not like. And she'll just kind of shake her head yes. And then I looked at her one day, and I said, Are you, did you hear what I had to say? And she goes, oh, I heard every word, but babe, you have lots of words. God's fine with your lots of words, right? He's fine with you talking to him, approaching him, saying, God, I, I need you to give me clarity on this. God, I desire for you to show up. God absolutely hears your persistent prayer and wants you to pursue an intimate relationship with him. I mean, how quick can you bust a text message, make a phone call, I mean, I could dial up John Barclay and be like, hey, bro, here I am. Like, that's how easy that is, right? So how, how much greater the access to your heavenly father that you have with this great gift of persistent prayer? Hey, God, I just, man, I'm, I'm wrestling through this. I, I want you to know. And he's like, good, come to me. I want to hear that request again. And you can bring it to me over and over and over again. And I will not shut you down. I will not not hear you. Amen? Because we're going to need it. The world's kind of sideways, right? Everything in the news, if you watch too much, you'll get uber depressed super quick. But God. God, this looks really bad, but I'm going I'm to I'm pursue. I'm going to persist. I believe your heart is for this nation. I believe your heart is for this government, for this people. Did you know that the United States is the largest missions sending country in the world? We've sent more missionaries to every recess and corner of the earth than any other nation in the face of the planet. God did that. God did that through persistent, diligent, confident prayer to the Father saying, Lord, send us. We've got good news that the world needs to hear. Will you send us north, south, east? West, locally and globally, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray for your kids. Anybody have a promise for a kid you're still believing for it to come through today? I remember when Andrew Jeremy Orr was born a year ago. I got a super crisp picture in my spirit of him standing on this bridge. And in this vision, I knew it was him. And I was like, Lord, okay, so he's standing on a bridge. What gives? And the Lord said, he will be a bridge for the gospel to his generation. I'm going to press into that, y'all. 
I'm going to persist in prayer because he's going to need some gumption to overcome some stuff in life, right? As we prayed over these kids today, life will happen to them but God, but your heavenly father, but a really good God who's always coming through, right? Jesus is up there going, God, who can we bless today? What are those cries coming up from your people? What are we hearing? How can we bless? How can we move? How can we help them? Man, that gives me comfort and peace, right? So, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to persist. I'm going to crush in for Drew. He's going to do great things for the sake of the kingdom of God. And if that wrecks your revelatory coming back of Christ, I'm sorry. It's going to be a little while, okay? Because he just turns a year, like in a week. Diligence, another word for persistence, defined as the constant earnest effort to accomplish what is undertaken. Man, I'm just so thankful we have got lots of great servants in this house who undertake things all the time and who follow through and who are diligent and persistent about their service and their leadership inside of this house because it's yielding fruit for the sake of the kingdom. So thank you so much for that. Colossians 2 says that we're supposed to pray diligently. We're supposed to stay alert with our eyes open. I mean, how many times did Jesus invite the disciples in to just grind it out a little bit and pray, and he would come back, and what were they doing? Right? I've fallen asleep during prayer before. I'll just be transparent, right? But, man, I'm persistently coming in. I'm, I'm crushing in. It's why we start January with 21 days to focus our hearts and our minds and every shred of who we are on Jesus so that we'll get clarity for ourselves. Clarity for this church body, clarity for the things that are on your heart that you're believing God to move, but it hasn't happened yet, right? Be persistent, be diligent. I mean, Jesus did say that his house in Luke 19, 46 is supposed to be a house of prayer, amen? It's a good thing. He says, come on, persist in prayer, pursue me. And I just want to say thank you for praying for this church body over 21 days. We've got about a week to go. And I would just say, hey, email, email us as leadership. If God has laid something on your heart, we desire to hear what the Lord is speaking to you, how he's encouraging you, perceptions you may have, or things you might think, hey, this might be for the body. We would love to hear those things and see those and read and then submit them and say, God, what are you saying to our church body because of these things? So do that. God will honor his, your diligent pursuit of his heart. Anybody ever worry about anything? All right. Any ever, anybody ever feel like you're just going to worry and like you, you just worry to God? Come on. God, there's this thing and this thing and this thing and that thing. And Lord, it's all crushing into me. I don't even know what to do. And then Paul says this in Philippians. Don't worry about anything. Thanks, Paul. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything. I catch myself and I'm like, okay, I know that's worry. I'm going to grab that. And I'm going to be like, Lord, this, I'm going to take this worry. I'm going to take this thing I'm believing you for. I'm going to take this thing that is consuming my brain space and I'm going to pursue your heart. Lord, here is my worry and Lord, I pray that you help me deal with it in the name of Jesus. I know you're capable because you're a good God. Because you honor desperation, pursuit, diligence, persistence to press in. You show up. You move on my behalf. 
You said, God, that if I seek your kingdom first and your righteousness and your goodness, then you have no problem adding all of this other stuff to me because you're a good dad who blesses his kids. That when I cry out to you and ask you for things, you're not throwing me a snake or a scorpion, amen? He's like, no, I want to move on your behalf, and I have good things in store for you. I'm pressing in. I'm hearing your prayer, right? Because prayer is effective and powerful. It's effective and powerful. James says so. James chapter 5. I'm going to read out of Amplified. A little extra words, but that fits me well, so... Is anyone among you suffering? I'm sure some of you are wrestling out there today, maybe with some diagnosis or lack of diagnosis. He must pray. Is anybody joyful? Should be. God's doing good things in Burnett County. Amen. He is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, elders, spiritual elders of the church, that they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will restore who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up right here at the altar at the end of the day. We would love to pray for you. The prayer team will be up here. I would encourage you to come. Bring your requests. Persist. Pursue. Maybe you quit on something. Start again today. Maybe you're like, Lord, it's too hard. I cannot. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He's like, but will you contend for it? I don't know if I want to, but will you contend for it? But God, I'm kind of tired, and I don't know if I want to persist anymore, but will you contend for it? This is how he deals with me. He has to repeat it to me like six or 12 times. And then I always come back to a place because I'm confident in who he is and who I am as his son. And I know that if I cry out in desperation and I persist and I persist, or it's the B movie, this time, this time, this time, this time. Anybody ever seen that? Hitting the glass, hitting the glass, hitting the glass, hitting the glass. Maybe you feel like you've hit the glass a couple times and God says, good, keep coming. I'm not slow in my response. I'm, I'm working it out on your behalf, but keep approaching me in prayer. And if he has committed any sins, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, is able to accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, right, there's the heavenly hitch it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings, and maybe I just want to quit today type things. And he prayed intensely for it to not rain, and it did not rain in the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced crops as usual. That's the persistence in prayer. God, I know you want to move on this. I know you're going to do this. I know, I know that salvation needs to come to that person in my family. I've been trusting you, and it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to keep coming. God, this relationship hasn't happened yet, and things aren't working out, and it's stressful, but I'm going to keep pressing in because I know you desire to bring forgiveness and restoration. And God, you desire the broken things to be right in the name of Jesus. God, I'm going to be persistent because I desire your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, just like we opened up with the service today. Maybe you're not like me and you don't have lots of words. That's okay. It's not about the words you use or the amount of words, and it's not about the eloquence of your words or 
When you come to prayer, someone, you know, might say, oh, man, I wish I could pray like you. I just tell them, please don't. The world has me, and that's all it can handle. (laughs) Pray like you pray. Let your heart be joined together in unity as we gather together, because God's promise is, is when we gather together in prayer, he comes, he shows up. He says, where two or more gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them, honoring those prayers, hearing those prayers, responding to those prayers. I mean, there's, pray, there's prayers I'm believing for this place. I haven't, I haven't stopped yet. Seven years, you're like, well, that's dumb. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Maybe not. The kingdom doesn't work on our limited man time frames, right? I'm believing God for big things, y'all. I'm just saying. And I am a nag just like that lady in the scripture we opened that said, give me justice. God, move on my behalf. Move on the behalf of this church body. God, you're doing good things. I see them. I'm excited. You're building my faith. And I just say more, 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 because you're a God of more than enough. You don't just give a drip in the bucket. You want to move on the behalf of your people because it points back to your goodness and your faithfulness and that you're a really good dad who works it out for the sake of his kids. It's a lifestyle, though. You have to develop it. It's not something that happens in a vacuum. Get around some people. Come to one of our prayer times um, on, on Tuesday when you're freezing cold and you got nothing better to do. Come hang out with us at 8.30 and noon and 5.30 and gather together with some people who are going to storm heaven for the sake of you and this community and things that we're believing God for. Come join with us and it will encourage your faith. First Thessalonians, Paul says, always be joyful, never stop praying. How the heck do you do that? I mean, God broke my radio in my car. That's how he did it for me. So my uh, dedicated prayer tunnel became the 1994 Toyota 4Runner with a broken radio. And I would pray. I had nothing better to do. What am I going to do? Talk to myself. I'm good at that too, I find. But no, God, I'm going to take this time. I'm going I'm to pursue your heart. I want to hear what you have to say. Minute by minute, day by day, developing this simple line of communication that should be so easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out, God, one way or the other. I got around a group of men at 5.30 a.m. in the morning, and I thought, man, I didn't know you could talk to God this way. I didn't know that he cared that much to hear all these things. And I didn't know that if I got a little bit louder in prayer, that it didn't freak him out. Or if I got quiet, maybe I just sat down on the floor. I'm a pacer prayer. I'm horrible. Uh, Margaret asked me one time, are you going to sit down? And I said, no, I pace and pray. Anyway. But sometimes it's okay to just sit in his presence. It's okay to pull the car over and be like, Dad, I really don't know what you're doing today, but I'm just going to hang out here. I'm going to wait and hear what you have to say. I'm going I'm to pray, but I'm also going to give you room to respond because I desire to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. I need, I need to hear that from you. I need to know. I want to know. I desire to know what you're speaking Because sometimes prayers are a long time coming. I can imagine how Daniel felt. And that's kind of what we script 21 days of prayer, fasting and prayer over is out of Daniel chapter 10. And uh, Daniel starts praying and he's pressing in and he's contending for the nation of Israel. And one day and 
two days and five days and eight days. And on the 10th and 12th and 11th and 13th day, Daniel's probably going, Whoo, Lord, I've been praying. Do you, do you hear me? Lord, I've been, I've been crushing in. I, 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 uh, it's day 16, God. Are um, you going to respond? Are you going to hear my prayer? And I love the picture of this. Daniel just says, look, I'm going to be persistent. God, I'm going I'm to focus my heart and mind on you. I'm going I'm to not eat all the fat of the land foods that I get here in Babylon. I'm just going to eat some greens, which everyone needs to do. Can I get an amen for that? Broccoli's okay for you. But Lord, I'm going I'm to separate myself. I'm going to pull, pull the car over. I'm going to make some space and persistently for 21 days. And then it's like all of a sudden that 21 day, whoop, the angel shows up and he's like, man, Daniel, I'm here. And he's like, well, thank God. Do you know I've been calling out to you for 21 days? And I love the response of that picture of God showing up in that moment. He's like, Daniel, on day one. Daniel, on day one, I heard your cry. I'm not slow in bringing my, my answer. I heard you on day one. And for some of you, you need to hear, on day one, God heard your prayer. He's not slow in working it out. He's working it out on your behalf. But on day one, he heard you. The enemy of your soul, the devil, would love to be like, yeah, God doesn't hear you. He doesn't care. That's a bunch of rubbish. On day one, God heard your prayer. On day five, he heard your prayer. On day 18, he heard your prayer. And on day 21, your day 21 is coming, HCF, amen? The things that you believe in God for are coming. Persist. Press in. On day 21, he responded, but I love that. Daniel, I heard your prayer. It was beautiful to me. I heard your prayer. Thank you that it just wasn't a 991 call, but you persisted day in and day out. We get this beautiful picture in Revelation 8. That's a tandem with the Lord's Prayer that we opened up today. Can I just tell you this? Don't quit. Your day 21 is coming, son, daughter. It's coming. Amen? Persist. What does that look like? Come hang out with me. I'll share lots of words with you and I'll probably shoot snot out of my face and it'll be a great time. Get around some people who can push you and pursue and persist with you and believe with you because you have a God that is a God of breakthrough. He who calls you is faithful. Look, we're building a blueprint in faith. Sometimes we don't see the automatic working out of things, but Jesus is saying, pursue me anyway. God's saying, keep coming. I hear you. I heard you on day one. I'm going to hear you on day 35. I'm going to hear you on day 40. Hey, you can, you can totally adopt our family motto, HCF. What do we do? We don't quit. I don't know. Just find a way. Get some, sometimes you just got to get some gumption, and you might feel like you're two fingernails dragging yourself in, but show up. Be persistent because he who calls you, he who's working on your behalf in the background is absolutely 125% faithful. Amen? He's going to move on your behalf. 
Our prayers are never in vain. Every one of them is counting. It's like incense before God. This is that picture of Revelation chapter 8. And there's coming a day when he's going to respond to our prayers and bring about his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We pray with confidence to our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy, holy, holy are you. That was written by David Platt. Talking about the Lord's Prayer and talking about this picture that we get in Revelation chapter 8. This incense bowl of the prayers of the saints stored up. Your prayers count. Your prayers collectively are beautiful incense to the nostrils of your living good God who is working on your behalf. Amen. God invites us to see his hand move. And then he says, will you pray with me? Will you press in with me? And then he moves. How many God has answered a prayer in here? We just raise your hand. Amen. So why won't he do the next one? Why won't he move on your behalf now? Why won't he meet you in the midst of what you feel like? Oh, you feel like you're just getting your head caved in. Keep coming. He's faithful. Keep coming. You feel like you're like, man, I am just done. Get around some people who can push you, pursue you. Sometimes I just have to go, Scott, can you just swift kick me? I, we need all sorts of good encouragement to persist and pursue and press in because your God is faithful. Are you confident about who he is? Are you okay with looking a little desperate and maybe a little undone once in a while? Are you okay with going, God, I'm coming. I heard that. I'm going to be persistent. Well, am I willing to contend for it? Yes, I am. Until you say so or you change something, I'm coming, God. I'm so thankful. The enemy would love to shut down your access to God. My question to you today is, will you allow the enemy of your soul who hates you, who prowls around like a roaring lion, a counterfeit Lord, will you allow him to detour your plans and purposes and the very things that God has squirreled away in your heart? Are you willing to allow him to be a devourer or are you willing to go, that's fake. God, what do you say? God, how do you want to move? God, I'm going to be persistent until you tell me no or you move this. But God, I am not going to quit. I'm not going to quit for my own personal life. I'm not going to quit for my wife, my spouse, my kids, my grandkids, my church. God, I'm dreaming big things that don't even stack up on a money platform. But I believe that you called me to them. So I am willing to press in. Come on, stand up on your feet with me today as we worship. Close out this service close out this 21 days and one more week of fasting and prayer. Will you allow the enemy, the devourer of your soul or the attempted devourer to deter you? Will you press in? Will you be persistent today? As we close out in this song of worship, this altar is open. This is not a place of weakness. This is a place of transparency and saying, Father, I trust you. I believe that you want to move. Here I am. Will you come and press in and kneel at this altar? Will you be willing to let tears fall from your face? Will you be willing to be transparent and say, God, you haven't done it yet. I think I heard your voice and I, I just, I'm sorry I got waylaid and I just repent. I ask you to stir it up in me again because I don't want to stop. I believe you're good. I believe you're moving on my behalf and I know you want to see this thing through. 
with tears and groans and whatever it looks like, are you willing to just say, Jesus, here I am. Use my life. Move in me. Stir up in me a desire to be persistent with a not quit spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. You are the helper. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come in our time today as we close out. God, I pray you would come and that you would touch each and every one in this place, that, Lord, they would be confident of who you are, desperate to hear your voice. And, God, I pray you would bury in all of us in this place today as we humbly but boldly come a persistent spirit that doesn't quit, that doesn't stop, and that believes you at your word. God, we trust you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. For more messages and full services, visit hcfburnit.org or the Church Center app and connect with us on social media.